Welcome to Mornings with Mike. Public Safety Today. Grab a coffee and sign up to receive your call-in information. Be a part of the show. For more information at any time, please visit www.tapsd.org. Now, let's get started with your host, Mike Pazesny. Okay, everybody. Again, this is Mike. I'm back with Public Safety Today. We're talking about school violence, and we're talking about serious violent juvenile offenders and estranged violent juvenile offenders, SVJOs and EBJOs, respectively, and different personality characteristics and different behavioral cues that you can have to let you know whether or not there's a potential crisis situation which is happening within your school, reading it from these students. When it comes to hypersensitivity, the SVJO and the EVJO are hypersensitive to your criticism and to real or perceived slights or threats that they're picking up from their environment. These are suspicious, distrustful, paranoid people, regardless of which of the two personality types that they are. The SVJO, because they're more outgoing, because they're more interactive with the world around them, will be more overt in their manifestation of these characteristics. They'll be the name callers. They'll have angry outbursts, that kind of thing. The EVJO, the ones that we want you to keep an eye on that are back in the shadows, they're going to be more passive. They're, both of them are hypersensitive. Both of them care about what other people think and feel and act toward them. Um, they, Because they soak in all these feelings that other people that they perceive have about them, they harbor a lot of res- resentment. That goes to the anger things that we were talking about in the last broadcast. Uh, they tend not to forget about things. In the case of the mentally ill EVJO, they'll be extremely much more, you know, exponentially hypersensitive to the imagined threats of their well-being. And the anger that they use to react to these imagined threats will be potentially that much more dangerous. But the impulsivity, if you're checking an SVO for impulsivity, they'll be very quick to act. They'll want immediate gratification. They don't care really what the consequences of their actions are. They have very poor judgment, very little understanding of how their belief system filters actions and consequences out. A lot of times they'll make very violent threats when they're angry because, as again, when we talked about the anger part of it, they were very short-fused individuals. The EVJO, though, is going to be very slow to act from an impulsiveness standpoint. Again, they're in the shadows. They're going to be hypersensitive as a result of past negative experiences, uh, but their belief system will turn them into kind of a them-against-me view. It's me against the world. And this will continue to build and will continue to build until their frustration finally causes them to aggress against their real or imagined uh, tormentors. And this anger, again, we talked about this anger issue where they'll lash out, and then after they lash out and it's payback time, uh, it's retribution time, that's when the threat of suicide is probably going to be the highest. The mentally ill EVJO will fall along a continuum of high and low impulsivity depending on the disorder from which they suffer. So if it's 
uh, bipolar disorder, they're going to be going through you know the mood swing kinds of things. And again, you always have to keep in mind with a mentally ill EVJO, the fact that they may have taken themselves off their psychotropic meds and that what you're actually seeing is a manifestation of the lack of medication that they're getting. In the mental ill case, hospitalization for mental illness alone is not an indicator of potential violence. There are a lot of people who are treated for mental illness who are never violent at all. However, when the hospitalization of the mentally ill SVJO or EVJO is preceded by a history of violent offenses, it tends to be an indicator that this person is a high-risk student, needs to be identified, needs to be monitored. Violence potential is made worse when psychotropic meds in these mentally ill cases is stopped, maybe because of the side effects. The student doesn't like the side effects. For a lot of uh, mental health medications, it takes two weeks, three weeks, uh, a month sometimes before the medication levels and the person's natural neurochemistry and everything is kind of balanced out and the person understands that the feeling that they're feeling at that time is the way that they're going to be feeling throughout the time that they take that mental health medication. And and a lot of times kids will stop taking their mental health meds because they just don't like the way it makes them feel, but then they'll go self-medicate with some other drug that they have had positive experiences with before, uh, which obviously is not the right thing to do. So uh, high-risk students, negative role models. For the SVJO, local and nationally known gangbangers and, and uh, gangsters may be their role models. The EVJO, however, will be drawn to uh, malevolent historical figures like Hitler, or religious figures like Satan, anti-heroes. The mentally ill EVJO may create their own alter ego that tells them to do violent things. So the role model that you see the kid tied to has a lot to do with classification of them as an SV or an EV. Odd or bizarre beliefs. Now, odd beliefs, when it comes to these these kids, falls into two basic categories. Schizophrenic-type mental illnesses and personality disorders uh, will obviously generate odd and bizarre beliefs and, and behaviors that would characterize if you had a mentally ill EVJO. The second category of odd bizarre behavior typifies the EVJO that doesn't have mental illness. These thoughts and behaviors range from interests in things like demonology, uh, satanic cult worship, uh, very rigid political views that promote violent solutions to society's problems. And most of the time, he's not going to know very much about society's problems, but what he's going to be doing while he disregards the facts and the logic and the reasoning that challenges his opinions is reinforcing these deviant methods of being able to deal with what it is that he doesn't understand. So this is where the EVJO is able to be recruited into these antisocial kinds of activities because they will have these bizarre beliefs. Pathology and deviance can be seen in these individuals uh, as a part of a psychological smorgasbord of problems that they have. And a lot of these will uh, mimic uh, conduct disorder kinds of things, fire setting, cruelty to animals, uh, destroying property temper tantrums, running away from home, oppositional defiance to authority. Those are kinds of examples of the pathology of these uh, individuals. The longer the history is of these behaviors, the more characteristic these things are of the SVJO. When they seem to occur spontaneously with no prior history, uh, then what you might be looking at is an EVJO because, why? Because they're in the shadows. Johnny's been doing this for a long time. Nobody's caught him doing it because Johnny doesn't raise suspicion. 
So this is this is why the methodology of taking care of these abnormal behaviors needs to be differentiated between these two different types of, of students. Physical problems. For the EVJO, physical problems might be something like stuttering, maybe some kind of a skin problem like acne, uh, delayed physical development of some kind, contributing to a poor body image and feelings of inferiority. There may be a variety of different neurological problems that will contribute to the potential for violence and the mentally ill EVJO, but, but for both of these, for the EVJO and the mentally ill EVJO, both of these um, poor body image and feelings of inferiority can build in their participation in these things. Preoccupation with violent themes. The SVJO and the EVJO will become fix fixated on movies and television shows and videos and games and things that glamorize violence. Uh, interest in violent pornography, weapons collections, uh, S&M paraphernalia, all these kinds of things allow the EVJO who feels powerless to uh, fantasize about dominance over their persecutors and for them to develop plots about how they can possibly get rid of them and these kinds of things. So they will occupy their time and surround themselves with things that then give them some feeling of power uh, that they can get. The SVJO, insofar as their social status is concerned, may be very gregarious, You know, may see them gaining status within their social group as... Um, uh, as a positive thing, and may see females and their relationship to them as providers of goods and services and as something that they can use for their own self-gratification. So they may appear to have an attitude of superiority. They may appear to have an exaggerated sense of entitlement uh, and then try to get people to come to them as a result of them having their act together, so to speak. Um, a social assessment of the EVJO would depict them as being socially isolated from the majority of their peers. If you have EVJOs who participate in extracurricular activities because they keep their activities so quiet, then normally they're seen, being seen as involved in you know, a positive part of the school community. Um, a lot of EVJOs are, are uh, characterized by their classmates as being goths or nerds or freaks or kind of weird or whatever. A lot of times... Uh, the EVJO will have problems forming relationships with the opposite sex, and as a result of that, maybe they'll develop some anger problems or anger issues, and they will reject uh, a lot of the attention that uh, the opposite gender tries to provide for them. And a lot because of that behavior being perceived by the class population there, the student population is being kind of weird. Why would you ever reject somebody who was trying to show you some kindness? They may be labeled as, you know, being crazy or something like that. Uh, suicidal ideation, both the SVJO and the EVJO may have severe depressive episodes with significant mood swings that will result in angry outbursts against other people depending on, as we've been discussing, how it is that they engineer those outbursts and there may be threats or attempts of suicide. Um, the mentally ill EVJO may consider suicide a very viable option because they are seeing, you know, things that other people can't see, and they may see this as a way for them to be able to leave those those demons behind. Uh, we talked about weapons and how the SVJO and the EVJO may have an undue fascination with them. The uh, SVJO or EVJO may have an easy means of obtaining weapons that are on the street.
You know, the SVJO may carry or have access to a weapon for their own protection or for their own revenge. When the EVJO starts to carry a weapon to school, though, he or she is much more likely getting ready to act out against their tormentors because they feel insecure about themselves to begin with. They're, they're not going to feel confident enough to take a weapon and not get caught for it until they're actually going to do something about it. When we look at Swung Cho, I'm just going to call him Cho. When we talk about Cho, uh, who did the Virginia Tech incident, in 2007, he was the personification of the mentally ill EVJO. Um, Cho had altered states of consciousness that were exemplified by an imaginary supermodel girlfriend that he called Jelly and who he claimed was making out with him in his locked room. He had identity problems uh, where he had an alter ego, Ismail Axe, which was a name which was written in red ink on his arm and by his signature, which was a big question mark on class roles. He actually had the nickname of the question mark kid. He claimed to vacation with Vladimir Putin and to live in a room that was numbered 666, but the hallway that he lived in at the college only had five floors. So this this Vladimir Putin thing and the 666 thing that he was doing was a maneuver by him to boost his weak self-concept and to give him some kind of a power. He was an EVJO. He had no apparent history of direct threats to anybody, but his behavior was threatening to the people who were around him. Uh, He had plays that he wrote that were very dark and twisted, and his English professors were concerned about what it was that they were writing. The co-mingling of reality and fantasy Uh, for a person who was showing off as having kind of a paranoid schizophrenia was um, an attempt to be almost the other side of of the Stephen King kind of thing. Um, He had a stalking behavior about him. Uh, In one case, he scrawled lines from Shakespeare on a girl's residence hall door. And he had other antisocial and behavior, uh, bizarre behavioral responses over an extended period of time that grew and became more methodical that people didn't do anything about. Um, he referred to girls as rich snobs, was very hypersensitive to any kind of external threats. He had been involuntarily hospitalized. He was found to have been depressed when he was hospitalized, but he wasn't found to be a threat to anybody else, and he was released. There were complaints that were brought to the police that caused the police to come to his door. And it was found that Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold were anti-heroes. Um, they were considered by him to be excellent role models for the rampage that he was contemplating to be. His his alter ego, his, his uh, Ismail Axe, urged him along the process. Uh, Cho had physical problems, including not being able to speak well. He was small of stature, and this made him feel very inferior and insecure and different from everybody else. Um, He wrote about being a Korean and being bullied and being a loner, and this whole um, constellation of different factors that set him apart from anybody. His writings and his Facebook illustration of himself as a Zorro-like figure according to uh, Richard James, uh, with only a large question mark in an otherwise blank face, portrayed the graphic images of the violence that the student was planning on on carrying out. 
And then, unfortunately, um, the the psychological problems that he had caused him to do the terrible things it was that he did. So if you take a look at Cho uh, and you look back to all the traits and behaviors and other screening factors that people would normally have seen if he was given the kind of attention that he needed, you would have seen a mentally ill EVJO. And you would have, you know, commanded yourself to try to get something accomplished prior to all of the terrible things that that uh, that he did. So when we're looking at screening the EVJO, if you would have had Cho in front of you, what were some of the things that you would have been looking for? The problem with profiling the estranged, violent, juvenile offender, the EVJO, is not uh, who isn't mentally ill, is that most staff members in the school could probably identify about 20% of the males who go to the school as being EVJOs. So how can the population of students be screened for those students who may be EVJOs and who may carry out a violent act? What are some of the things that you specifically need to look for and identify in these students? And we're going to go ahead and cut this segment a little bit short so that we can provide this information to you in our closing segment. Uh, but again, keep in mind that this requires further data, further research. We're only skimming the very, very surface of school violence as it regards different psychological profiles of the students within those schools. You should always seek consultation with your local mental health professionals and with people who can identify with the, the demographics of your school and the things that are um, specific to the, the ethnic breakdowns of your students and the belief systems that they may have. But uh, we're going to go and in the next segment get involved with screening the EVJO. What are some things that you should look for? So don't go away. We'll be right back. You are listening to the American Public Safety Training Institute. You may have a degree, but do you have what it takes? Get your foot in the door by earning your certificate now. Online and field training available now from Tapsty. Get the skills from the best trainers in America. Find out how at www.tapsty.org. 